Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily Podcast uh, from the World Cup. We are once again live in St. Petersburg. I hope you heard the show. If you didn't, these are the best bits. Yes, now we started with a, a look at the last night, of course we did, and uh, how we viewed the game mm. from the pub in St. Petersburg. So you'll hear our package, and you'll hear about this bloke who basically was worse for wear. He drank about 10 shorts, but you'll hear about him. Yeah. Uh, then you'll hear that our producer has fallen in love with the Russian car, the Lada. You'll nice. hear about that. Uh, of course, we had a chat about what we've been up to. Got some good guests. Very good guests. Ahmed Youssef was very interesting on Egypt and Egyptian football. He, he was. really spoke well about it, That's and especially they're playing today, so you'll have a good thing to listen to uh, then we caught up with Steve Freeth again he's loving that idea isn't he Freeth TV we're trying to get some uh, TV formats for him so and all this stuff you're going to hear oh, all oh yeah them. and don't forget Tinsel oh Tinsel's in yeah you cannot miss Tinsel's tips uh, so that's uh, all to come So, uh, four minutes past ten. Good afternoon, everyone. Or good morning, everyone. Good, good morning, Andy. I still can't <laughs> I get out of It's whole lifetime. <laughs> it's the morning. That's it's it. The, it's, a mo- it's afternoon here in St. Petersburg, but good morning to you. And uh, I'm still smelling that strange sewer smell everywhere. I'm thinking of bottling it and calling it Canal Number 5. <laughs> really, are you? Uh, we, we, we kind of get pockets. <laughs> Andy, if you've not been following this, Andy, within two seconds, basically, of getting off the train at St. Petersburg, said, nah, not as good as Moscow. <laughs> I've never had a, ri- uh, a city written off quite so quickly. Anyway, we'll come back to this because, of course, uh, we were watching England last night and um, let's hear how the whole sorry mess unfolded, starting with how we nearly bopped... Us, not England. No, 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 (laughs) us, of course. Uh, And uh, how we nearly uh, bopped the England team. Right, we have arrived at a uh, small... A little golden bird under a bridge, which is uh, attached to a bridge. And uh, the idea is to throw coins on top of the plinth where the bird is standing. And if they stay on there, it's good luck. And I've got the coins here. I've got English coins. Oh, well done. Blimey, you've got quite a lot there, Andy. I've got four of us. OK. So we've got four coins here. We're all going to have a go each, working on the basis that if we can land it on the plinth where the little bird is standing... England are going to win the World England, Cup. Well, England are certainly going to beat Tunisia tonight. So, okay. here we go. Andy's going to go first. I'll go first. Oh. Ah, you used it as a kind of, yeah. You know, uh, so, so, I go next. Okay. This is not good news for Harry Kane. Here's the other coins. Okay. All right, here we go. Well, Andy's going to have one more go. Do you want to get a bit closer? No. I didn't even... But that's not a good... 
That's not a good sign. The last one Andy threw didn't even hit the point. Oh. That was a complete and utter waste of £3.80. Yeah. So there we are. So the signs are not good at this stage. So it's basically it's down to Harry and the boys now. We can't help you. <laughs> to the Old City Pub in St Petersburg, just over the road from our hotel. It's, uh, they do some nice beers, so we've chosen to watch the game in here. We've got big screens all around us. We've got a bloke who has just done a Russian thing, we were told by the bar staff. He sunk ten shorts. He was in here last night. I think he's a regular. But he just knocked back ten shorts to a round of applause and a high five from the barman. Yeah, he just said something to me, actually. just said something to me. He went, man it. Yeah. I think he's of the Brazil clan. But uh, he's still sitting at the bar. We think he might topple off later. Anyway, we're all very excited. We're underway. Well, that was a complete disaster. We got that wrong. We thought we didn't realise England were playing in red, and uh, we thought they nearly conceded. In fact, they nearly scored. I thought Harry Maguire just played it back into them. Heads up. Oh. Six inside that penalty area, it's fired in deep and it's another outstanding save from Hassan but nothing that they could do about putting the ball anywhere away from Harry Kane and England lead. 1-0 England, fantastic, they've really come out the traps at a pace, they look really up for it. Very exciting, we know Harry Kane's got a mosquito bite on his forehead but it didn't stop him putting that one in. Johnny on the spot as I believe they say in football circles but well done Harry Kane, he needed a goal early on anyway. And meanwhile, the bloke who had ten shots earlier is now having three shots in one glass. And they're all on fire. He's, having, he's on the flaming Sambucas now. <laughs> well, it's 1-0 uh, still. There have been a few chances missed. Meanwhile, the food's arrived and it's stone cold, which isn't ideal, really. These stone cold dumplings. And the progress report on the bloke who drank ten shots at the stump, he's now onto his third triple liqueur in one glass. Waitress not happy that John sent his spaghetti back. Right footed ball in from the full back, Braun, and one of the Tunisian players has thrown himself in. It's won a penalty. So we have what appears a very soft penalty. I don't know if the. Uh, it looks like VAR hasn't overturned it. I really. That looked like six of one half a dozen of the other, didn't it? I didn't look like a penalty to me, but I don't think it was a clear and obvious error, so what can you do? The bloke who's drunk ten shots seemed to be quite pleased that Tunisia got a penalty. Yeah, but he cheered out goal as well. He doesn't know what day. He doesn't know who he's supporting. So, you know, he's not a discerning audience either way. It's often hands when you're so dominant in the first half. Come out in the second half. It looked a bit lacking England. But the referees, we've had two clear penalties. If you're going by that criteria, referee, I think he's basically cheating. <laughs> and he's from Colombia. Don't go there for your holidays. Whatever. Meanwhile, Mr. Ten Shots is slumped over the bar yeah. with his flies undone. Yeah. It's really much worse for wear. He could, he could pop out at any time. It's, uh, and he's, he's staggered out of the bar into the street again. He's, um, he's a friend of the barman, so we guess that's why he's not being kicked out. Corner to be taken by Trippier. Referees warn the defenders about the holding. The header towards goal. Kane! 2-1 to England! And in stoppage time, they surely have the victory! Get in there! Marvellous. They got exactly what they deserve. They don't know why they're in the World Cup. They're disgusting. <laughs> Thank you, caller. Well, yeah, I think we got the goal we deserved there. Of course we deserved it. For goodness sake, they only had one shot at goal and a cheating penalty. Good. 
I hate teams like that. That's what you want to happen. That was a fine header. England have won. They've won their opening game in the 2018 World Cup. I think we've played pretty well. I just think we should have taken our chance in the first half. It would have been out of sight. Very important momentum builder there. I thought we played very, very well first half. Second half, we got frustrated. We ran out of ideas a bit, but we never gave up. And that's a very, very good sign. And two Kane goals, which is very important as well. He'll, he'll have his confidence up. Very important. And let's face it, Tunisia got what they deserve. These teams do nothing. They deserve nothing. Well done, England. Well done, England. Yes, there we go. Yes. Uh, three well-earned points. And... Uh, kind of felt very positive about it afterwards I was kind of reading some of the reaction to the game and I, look, I know that we shouldn't we should have taken our chances there's still a worry about who's going to score the goals if Harry Kane doesn't but it was a good performance yeah, can... it was a typical performance where you dominate in the first half which everyone knows we should have been five or six nil up they got a lucky penalty it wasn't a penalty we could have had two if we'd won five nil five one everyone would have been ecstatic second half they did run a little bit out of ideas as often happens but they stuck at it and England teams in the past could easily have drawn that game I think plenty to be encouraged by yeah um, and I, I kind of felt I wish we'd come out of the traps at the start of the second half oh, because you felt it was mm. going to exactly what I am you're absolutely right we were sitting I think if we give them a really high tempo 10 minutes we can score a second goal and put this to bed but they didn't did they they came out maybe they'd been knocked back by the equaliser or maybe Gareth had said look just play your game and the goal will come but I yeah. think the tempo could have been a bit higher start the second half. And VAR, we were talking about this, weren't we? The, the kind of um, uh, the umpire's call that goes mm. on. So with the first penalty, the, the VAR officials don't feel it's clear enough for them to overrule the referee. They don't want to undermine the referee. For the two kind of assaults on Harry Kane, they're not doing anything about it, are they? They're, no. kind of, they're going with the referee as much as they can. What was the difference in that and the one that was overruled? Certainly the first one when he was dragged to the ground. The difference uh, in the South Korea-Sweden game where they said you might want to have another look at that. Yeah, no difference. I mean, the trouble is, if you've got umpire's call system, you've got to have a coach's challenge. Because there, Southgate would undoubtedly have thrown a flag and said, well, hang on a minute. Yeah. And then they would have had to look at it. But it, it's flawed. Um, you know, the whole concept of it is flawed. We all know that. And uh, these incidents are going to matter, happen. But look, in the end, it didn't matter, which is the best, most important thing. It's funny, though, talking about... Tunisia. I feel the same about so many of these teams in the World Cup. I know it's great for their fans and the country for them to be here, but from a purely football point of view, I can't stand these teams. I can't stand Sweden. We had to watch them. I hate Sweden. They've been, they should be banned from the World Cup for <laughs> continuously boring people since 1958. What's the point of them? Do you know what I mean? You just sit there. They get so excited. Oh, they won with a penalty. Great. You know they're going out in the second round. They might as well go home now. That's the way I feel about it anyway. But if every team went toe-to-toe, -to -toe, because there's such a disparity in quality, no, it's, it's they'd get absolutely cuffed, wouldn't they? If eights and nines, maybe probably. I mean, unless we come from that country. I mean, we wouldn't like it if Germany were doing that to us or Argentina. No, but it's the, it's the flaw in football. It's like we were playing pool after the thing, but it's the same. You can imagine in snooker, if one bloke only plays safeties and the other's like Hurricane Higgins or Ronnie trying to, you know, and they kept playing safe, you'd go mad. Yeah. And that's what's wrong with football, that you get these teams who can do this. Yes, they're disciplined, they're fit, they're well-drilled, Great for them, but it's so boring to watch. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport. We're heading down to uh, the England base at Rapino, about 45 minutes from here, to uh, have a chat with one of the England players. And uh, you're going to play a bit you, of dance. You say 45 minutes, it's going to take 45 minutes to get out of St. Petersburg. Yeah, yeah the traffic, traffic in. in well, we've only been to two cities, but the traffic is chaotic in both of them. Really, That's true, yeah. So. Uh, John's a big admirer, though, our producer, of the Larder. 
The, he, the larder car. He really. loves the larder. He keeps. Oh, yeah. He loves the idea of a box on wheels. It's a tremendous. He enjoys the design. We've seen some. We're, we're going to buy some... him one. Do you know about this? Are we? Yeah, we are. We're going to. Oh. Me and the producer. We're clubbed together. We're going to buy him one, and, and uh, he's promised to drive home. He's already Google mapped it. It's thirty-one hours apparently. Really? <laughs> oh yeah. So that means we've got to buy him quite a good one then. <laughs> there was quite a funky sort of four by four we saw today. I mean, you you want one of the you know. <laughs> yeah, he wants one who's about 12 years old, uh, 50 years old covered exactly. in rust or something. But anyway, we'll, we'll go looking uh, for him, yeah. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Now, you heard from Fletch there, it's day one of Royal Ascot. And uh, nice. normally, uh, Hawksby and Jacobs tradition is we speak to the top top hat maker. In yeah, top, oh. top, top hat. It's become <laughs> Harry there, you have. He's a top, top hat maker. Yeah. Well, he doesn't even make them, really. Well, he sort of does make them. He makes no, he them. sells them. Sells it's them. a big difference. Martin Ellis-Jones. He'll yeah. be sitting in his shop saying, oh, I wonder when Hawksby and Jacobs are going to call. Yeah. I'm sure they'll be calling me any moment Sorry, now. Martin, we're busy. We're busy. So we tried to find a Russian milliner, and uh, John did find one, but I don't think she'll know anything about top hats. Couldn't even find James Milliner. He's not here, is he? Unfortunately. We had a bit of fun in the uh, cab coming over here, didn't we, with uh, our Ivan, our fixer here, yeah. who was playing uh, some lovely jazz. And it's very quite strange, isn't it, in the morning? Well, he, we've noticed quite a lot of this. The, the, the jazz is big here, isn't it? Yeah. You've got to get in a cab and they're playing a, yeah, a little bit of Thelonious so, Monk. That's right. So we're starting our own station over here, Talk Jazz. Talk Jazz. We've got it all worked out. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, we've got, uh, we've got phone-ins. We've got, Hello, Adrian. I thought Winton Marsalis was awful today. Yeah, just didn't do it for me, I'm afraid. Not the best. Uh, then you get Mike Parry had come on and say, OK, Talk Jazz. It's a uh, saxophone. Blow into the big bell bit at the other end, not into the mouthpiece. And he'd have some crackpot theories, wouldn't he? Yeah, I think it'd be a good station no, talk, It seems to work out quite well myself. All right. And, uh, and then uh, what else did we do late yesterday? Oh, we went to see an art installation. That was quite interesting. Yeah. Well, it kind of, it, 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 we don't quite know what it was. It was in an alleyway and, and effectively a council estate, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, and the somebody the flats. Had, somebody had gone there and set up this very sort of odd, funky, very modern... Uh, sort of I art thing. Old cars, a mixture of old cars. Old cars and stuffed toys. Stuffed toys. We'll send some pictures out highly, of TSH and coloured walls. Uh, our TalkSport art correspondent, John Cadigan, felt that the artist had a slight breakdown. Yeah. But I thought, personally, <laughs> I quite liked it. a bit angsty. <laughs> but anyway, but, yeah, we'll, quite we'll liked send out some pictures. It was very odd. And our executive producer of football, looking at uh, every, the whole World Cup through these... Through club- the prism of Watford <laughs> FC, <laughs> yeah. that's right. Basically, there was no Watford connection yesterday in the first and second game. Although Cabaselli, I believe, was in Belgium's original 30. It's great, isn't <laughs> it's it? Now, um, yeah. talking of Belgium, we, we watched, uh, we popped in and watched a bit of Belgium. And um, first half, they were very poor, weren't they, by mm. their standards? And, and we were just having this argument off air. Well, argument. I mean, it didn't come to, I say argument. <laughs> well, it didn't come know. to blows. <laughs> to producer, John's to got a black us. eye. We care that much about football. We had an argument over whether Panama were better than Tunisia. <laughs> I maintain they got behind Belgium a couple of times, yeah. and they looked slightly better. They did cave, obviously, well, a bit as soon more as Belgium ambition. scored. Yeah, they did. Yeah, no ambition at all. And, uh, yeah, no, they might pose a bit more of a threat. It was strange, that place, though. We were standing looking for somewhere to watch the Belgian game. This woman beckoned us in. So we yeah. thought, oh, OK. They had one 32-inch screen for the whole thing. Not even HD. No. I mean, that does take some doing. And a football in a vase. I thought, that's not really trying, is it, really? Is that cathode ray? She was banging the back, <laughs> banging the back of the telly, wasn't but she? But it, yeah. uh, it did fill up, and uh, it was very reasonable. I mean, Everything here, yeah, you know, is real. Food is reasonable. Drink is not. Well, I mean, too look, bad. it's 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 possible that there are people. Uh, there's still tickets available for games. We've seen quite a few spaces, and there might be people thinking, you know, what I've been listening to, 
Talksport and the people that are out there. <laughs> right, put off. And then, no, but hopefully they've not been because yeah. you know all the scare stories uh, really have not so far uh, come come to fruition. So there uh, might be people out there who are thinking they're coming out now. Yeah, they A are. friend of yours is going to come out. He's That's managed right. to get yeah, some no, tickets no, late know. on and he's coming exactly. out. Exactly. And uh, we did try those dumplings last night that Kate, oh, yeah, yeah, Kate now. Partridge had recommended. Yeah. Now, um, oh, yeah. they've got different names all around. Some of our... Uh, Lumpy, I call them. Yeah. They're, they're called Pelmeni over here. Uh, pierogi, I think they call. for Arsenal? I think he does. Yeah, the Egyptian boy. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think they call pierogi. One or two of the listeners have told us a little bit about that. They're they're kind of um, quite dense. I think the word is dense. Dense. It's like if Sky made a TV show about me, it'd be called When Noki Goes Bad. <laughs> it's like uh, Kate Partridge, uh, who works out for Russia Day, she called it. She said it's like eating a life jacket. And once you've eaten it, it actually opens up inside you. I, I normally, I'm a fan of the dumplings, so I ordered them, but mm. uh, in the pub last night, but they were stone cold. You, you didn't seem to. I get quite worried if I eat food and it's not actually cooked. But you well, said that you, you wolfed them down like Pringles. It just sat. It, you loved sat, them. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't quite know about that. But they, do, they, they did come back to me uh, during the night. They also <laughs> tells us they do. That's not a good thing. They do a, a cherry version of oh, those. Oh really? Yeah. And I did ask what the Russian word for Rennie's was, and she said vodka. (laughs) So that probably (laughs) makes You heard that uh, John had sent his uh, spaghetti bolognese back in that. Well, that that, that made, I imagine that made all the uh, news outlets. (laughs) uh, You heard. No one heard. Who heard? We mentioned it in the package. Oh, okay. Sorry. Fair enough. (laughs) It's not on Twitter or anything. Reuters had reported it. (laughs) They have. He said it was the worst he'd ever had. You two really are two peas in a pod. I just. Johnny's basically mini you. He's going to be like you in about. And as I said, you're a bad influence. I've, I think he's my I've natural not, successor. I've, I've said this to management. Don't bother with high-priced replacement for me when I retire. Yeah. He's, he's the boy. You've, you've, he's you're, for you. You're he's, grooming him for stardom, aren't I you? I am. I've, yeah. I've, I really feel he's the man. And okay. we had a we had a game of pool after the match. We were in a good mood, weren't we? We, went God, up we were to our rubbish, room. though, weren't we? All of oh, us. Yeah. Said, we t- I was quite tempted to film it and send it to Andy Goldstein, who was doing the sports <laughs> oh, bar. He would have had a field day with our <laughs> terrible of technique. Well. <laughs> Somehow I won through. You against, did. You won the final. Against uh, our our ahead of football. I'm like Bill Werbenick. I eat 15 pints before I can play. So that's steady <laughs> yeah. me hand a bit. Yeah, of course. But, uh, this place is also is the home of the plastic collagen lip inflation. Oh, yeah, we've noticed God. a few right. corkers, haven't we? We've seen some terrible trout pouts here, really. Yeah. It's, it's I mean, str- one woman had... You did sense there was one woman on the, on, the, uh, on the metro, and she'd gone in with a picture of Sting's mate. <laughs> because... <laughs> And said, That's, "I want that one." <laughs> it was, um, it was, yeah, it was, it, it was, was incredible shocker, because it? Yeah. basically her face was completely unbalanced by this very, very large top upper lip. And, and sometimes when people have that done, you're just staring at them, just thinking. What makes you think that? You were probably quite pretty before you went in there. What makes you think that's going to improve you? Hello, make me look ridiculous, please. I don't know. I don't yeah. get it. Do you know who you're playing darts against? The news has just oh, come yes, in from the England camp. Who is it? Uh, now, they were going for a... Remember we talked about the FA asked mm. us... They wanted to get someone of a similar height to yeah. play you. Okay. So, have a couple of guesses. Uh, well, you said Danny Rose or yeah. K- Kieran Trippier. No, none of them, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be One somebody more. massively tall, isn't it? Uh, is it Harry Kane? It's Eric Dyer. Eric Dyer. Who is a touch taller than you? I wouldn't play you at centre-half. No. 
uh, at your height. It's a shame I don't speak Portuguese, but I bet Eric speaks Spanish. We can, we can have the whole game in Spanish. Bit, yeah. You're going to do, do that? I'm looking okay, forward that to that. Good. That should be good. And we're talking, I'm we're constantly talking to predicting Eric. that Eric will win. He'll be interested in the art installation, we're sure. We'll have to, we'll have yeah, to show we'll him the picture. Because yeah. uh, we discovered, didn't we, he's a bit of a Renaissance man in the old Sunday papers. Here, I think. There he is at the Mark Rothko exhibition. Sorry, I, I looked out the window there. I thought there was a Mark Rothko exhibition. No, there wasn't. So anyway, Eric... Eric, um, Dyer. Yeah, Eric Dyer will join us uh, a little bit Good. later on and uh, we'll have a chat with him. And I know Nigel Botherway is always listening to this show. He loves this show. And uh, he, we spotted we spotted some fishing stuff A here. bloke fishing yesterday, he yeah. spotted an angler by the side of the River Niver. Did you know it's called the River Niver? Is it Niver? called the River Niver? It's called the River Niver, which has really surprised me. Did you think he bought his rod on the River Niver? <laughs> and also the fact that the Chiswick Pizzic was on the River Niver really is confusing. Yeah, now that, this, this small bird... We didn't on a, mention that, The small we? bird uh, on the plinth is called the Chiswick Pizzic. I know, it? on that's the River Niver. On the, <laughs> that's very <laughs> confusing for me. That's Danny Kay. We, we spotted... <laughs> we spotted yeah. a tackle shop as well. Yeah. So, Nigel, you know, I'm sure you know that. Come fishing shop. in Russia. Yeah. Uh, I don't Nigel. know if they've got rod licenses here, but, you know, who knows. Uh, so, um, back to the football. <laughs> oh, yeah. Very so short. We've got that, yeah. three games. Oh, yeah, that's right. There are some <laughs> ah, games. I'm going for the world. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. A cup of fishing. It's been Jacobs live from St. Petersburg here on Talk Sport. And it's time to take a look, uh, a look ahead to one of today's big games with our good friends at Virgin Media. And we're going to focus now on Russia versus Egypt. Second games for both of those sides. Egypt need a result. And all the reports suggest that Mo Salah will be risked. Because uh, otherwise, if they don't win today, effectively, they're probably out of the competition. Uh, Ahmed Youssef joins us. He's the editor of Kingfoot.com. He's an expert on uh, Egyptian football. Ahmed, good to see you. Hi, great to be here. What um, a great title. Before we can move on. I yeah, mean, Kingfoot. So, like King Tut. Yeah, King exactly. Tut. Very clever. So, yeah, named after King Tutankhamun. Uh, you're originally from Egypt, but you live in London these days. Yes, yeah, so I was uh, born in Egypt, but I've you know, grown up in the last 20 years and living 
in London, yeah. Right. So you've kind of, you've kept true to your roots. You've become an expert and, and, and passionate about Egyptian football. Exactly. I mean, the, the, it all started off with uh, Mido and Hassan Ghali back in the day playing for Spurs, yeah. and that was what got me really into uh, f- in football. And I followed Egyptian players, especially the ones who play outside of Egypt. So that's where I, my speciality is. And um, so yeah, followed throughout. You know, you, you had Mido, Zaki, if you remember him at Wigan, mm-hmm. and then the, the next big one was El Mahamadi. Uh, and then, of course, Mo Salah now is, is, is the main one. Um, I th- biggest probably since Mido, because Mido was a huge star. I mean, I remember his, his wedding was televised live on Egyptian TV, like a royal wedding. Yeah, he is, he is one of the most popular characters in Egypt, on and off the pitch. He, he's, he's got a lot of charisma about him. He, um, Isn't he he's the Gary Lineker? Exactly, that's about to say. He's the Gary Lineker, always on TV. And um, he, he, he tried managing. He won um, one trophy with Zamalek um, in his first season the, 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 the League Cup and uh, things didn't go out too well for him management so he's kind of stuck to TV What did you make of the performance in the, in the first game against Uruguay we've seen a lot of, quite a few games like that late winners for teams I mean what did you make of the way they played yeah so uh, there was a sense of disappointment uh, but I don't think people were that upset we went into this game expecting Egypt to be uh, beaten by a couple more goals than that and our performance for 89 minutes was really good and, and Usually we we see ourselves sitting back a lot deeper for the entire game, and what we saw to, uh, against Uruguay was actually we started to play a bit of football, and we especially down the middle we were passing the ball, and in the first 20 minutes of the game and, and in the last 10 minutes we actually really did you know, pose a threat, but there was one main issue which was the um, in the final third we just weren't creative enough, and that was what kind of um, we've had an issue that you know under Hector Cooper for a number of years now, yeah. and it's still there. Or even with Mo Salah. Even with yeah, even with Mo Salah, we struggled to score goals. I mean, he was the only one who who helps us um, in the qualifying for the Africa, for the World Cup. We scored only nine goals, and seven of them were involved with him. So he scored five and assisted the other two. So without him, Egypt really wouldn't be in the yeah. World Cup. I mean, Hector Cooper isn't dressing it up. I mean, when they asked him, you know, he said, "Look, we've got a great collective spirit, but let's not pretend that he isn't the star player and, the, and effectively the most important player we have." Exactly. He um, he came out yesterday and was saying <laughs> that. There is a big reliance on him and how important he is. And we, we saw if we, if we did have him against Uruguay, it could have been a different story because he could have given that, us that extra threat we needed up, up top. Are you concerned, though, that when we've seen Ronaldo step up to the plate wonderfully well, but we saw Neymar struggling with the pressure of ha- carrying the nation. We saw uh, Messi having the same problem. And I said to you, uh, Mo Salah does carry the hopes of the nation on his shoulders, stroke shoulder. Yeah, exactly. And... He has had that, you know, that uh, weight on his shoulders for a number of years. Even when he was at, at Chelsea, there was a lot of pressure with that. With a population of 100 million, everyone's watching him, everyone's looking at him, and so he has that pressure. But I think he deals with it very well. You see, even for this season last year against Liverpool, he was dealing with pressure so well. Players were, players knew he was going to score, and he had to just step up and, and deal with that. And I think there's there's no other better explanation of how well he dealt with it was against Congo in the game that Egypt needed to 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 win. To um, to qualify for the World Cup, and he Egypt won the penalty in the, in the 90th minute, and he had that pressure, and he's managed to score. Was he marked out as a potential superstar in Egypt when he was younger, or is it, everybody has been a surprise? Maybe as we all have, and the the way he has trained on in this last season or two. So it's, it's definitely is a surprise, <coughs> but he was always known that he was going to be a good player. He left Egypt in 2012 to FC Basel after the revolution, and there was a the pause in the seat in the football season, so he had to go. Um, and so he was followed a lot, and people knew that he was good, but it was nothing like this. Even mm. at Chelsea, people were following him, Fiorentina, and even at Roma last the season before this one, 
he was good, but this is something completely that's you know surprised everyone. I tell you what struck us: we were at the football writers' dinner when he was the guest of honor, of course, and uh, he seems such a down-to-earth, decent yeah. guy. He spoke know. really well; very impressive. And then he, exactly true. He's so humble. Um, he he doesn't seem like that stereotypical footballer. He has his family that he just goes back to. He doesn't like to speak to the media that much. He wants to just get on with his own life and. Um, that's what makes him so, you know, relatable. How much the, the charity work that he does, and you hear all in the news, and and so that's why everyone likes him. Not even from Egypt, everyone all around the world. I was at the Uruguay game, and there were people from China who'd come just to see him, but yeah. they didn't even see him because he didn't he didn't play. But we've seen a lot of Egyptian fans around in Moscow and here, so mm. it seems a lot well of, a lot have come over to watch the team play. Quite a lot of them in their Mo Salah wigs. We uh, saw that the Mo Salah lookalike, though, in the, the fans. Oh, yeah, the he's, guy, he's the one who really does look like He's exactly. been sent over. It was, I mean, I he could play tonight, I reckon. Yeah. And they <laughs> might as well psych, psych Russia. It wouldn't matter. Russia yeah. would be psyched out. I'm sure people would have seen that viral video of Mo Salah meeting. Basically, yeah. I mean, it's, ridiculous. It's, it's, it's like a twin brother, isn't it? It's exactly. crazy. He's, he's probably going around, you know, milking it all. And oh, he yeah, milks around it. The Don't worry about that. He's been flown over by some sort of commercial entity, I would think. Yeah, yeah. That is the thing. And I've been surprised as well. Especially in St. Petersburg, I thought, you know, you'd worry about all, you know, might maybe some sort of issues. But ev- there's a lot of Egyptian fans, all with their flags and their, their shirts all around the streets. And I was at the fan fest a couple of days ago and, you know, the Egyptian fans were escorted out because they were there for too long partying into the streets. <laughs> oh, so, really? Yeah. We, uh, when we researched uh, fantasy football those years ago, Paul, we, we came across the Cairo Derby. And it's one of your particular favourites. It is. Paul. It was a, a TV series that the guys from Granada made. And one of them was just about the... Uh, uh, Al Ahly Zamalek Derby, and it was refereed by I think a Mexican because they couldn't trust uh, an Egyptian to do it at the time. This was about 1990, and um, at the end, I mean, I think he had to send a couple of players off, and there'd been some pretty terrible stuff that had happened over the years in that match on the terraces and on the pitch. And uh, at the end, the army ran on to surround the referee to protect him and get him off. And he hugged one of the soldiers with relief because <laughs> yeah. he didn't fancy getting down the tunnel in one piece. It is, I mean, it's, it's one of it's the, one of the craziest yeah. derbies. I think it is one of the most fiercest derbies. And it might not be well known around the world, but especially in Africa, they are the two largest clubs in Africa um, in terms of dominating the African Champions League. And Al-Ahli are the, you know, unfortunately, they are the most popular side in, in, in Egypt and they've won the most trophies. And um, they tend to do win. And, and, but the, uh, You're Zemelec. Yeah, I am, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but there is a sense of, there's a, there's a sense of rivalry off the football pitch. You have families who, you know, how are you, how are you marrying this person who's from a different, from the different team? And it, it, it's like, you know, Manchester, it's like the Manchester derby, really. They have different, different uh, political allegiances as well, don't yeah. they? Historically, I think one was, pro that one was pro NASA. Exactly. Is that yeah, what it is? Or is it, yes, more political I, than religious? I think it was uh, mm. more in the sense that Zemelec um, were the, they were created in the 1930s by a Belgian and it was more the the, the, the kind of the foreigners yeah. that they played in that team and <coughs> Ahli were more the, the nationalists and that's, but I think that kind of political aspect of it is kind of just left nowadays yeah. and it's more you know, just f- pure football, and they have ultras and, and whatnot. Sure. Is it a social thing as well? Like richer people would support one club, and working class people well, would like support it, like sort of well, Argentina, like, yeah, like Boca River. That's yeah. well, I, I don't think it is. I think it's very, it is very split. I mean, in in the sense of you know the, the class and stuff, but there are a lot more Al Ahly fans. Um, but you know, you get you can get them wherever on either side, really. Yeah. Not really much. Really. So you're you're just staying on the road with Egypt, are you? Is that the plan? Is it go yeah. as far as they do? Exactly, and uh, I mean, hopefully, you know, we could go to the second, uh, to the sixteenth round, and that would be. I mean, I'm 
staying here and then going off to um, Volgograd, which where England played yesterday, yeah. to my surprise. Take the mosquitoes for yeah. some repellent. 34 yeah. degrees. I didn't expect <laughs> I didn't have any shorts. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. borrow our producers. He's yeah. perfectly pre- prepared <laughs> to give them up for you. Exactly. So they would be, yeah, Are you in the stadium tonight? I am indeed, yeah. So hopefully going quite early and there's a great atmosphere around and um, you know, there's a lot of Egyptian fans which, which, will, be, which will be quite good uh, now look we know finally we know a lot about the Egyptian players like Ghazi and El Mohamedi there's players that we know about they play in Europe but are there any players there may be some scouts out there listening there may be some uh, clubs thinking oh you know nice Egyptian yeah. player currently still in Egypt is there anybody you think could make that Cross yes. to play in the Premier League. So the, the one, there's one player, Trezeguet, who's, who's he was my pick before the tournament as the one to look out for mm-hmm. in Egypt, and he uh, plays for Kassim Pasa in Turkey. He's, a, he's an excellent season, um, scored 13 goals, but he hasn't really been up to scratch in the last couple of friendlies and and in the game against Uruguay. Yeah. But the one player who really did you know surprise us all, even in his selection, was Amr Warda, uh, plays in Greece, um, and he is a really good player. He when he was on the, he plays on the wing, but he can also play up front. In the Africa Cup of Nations last year, he played for us up front. He was excellent in the game, and and, uh, and to be honest, once he, uh, Ramadan Sophi came on in place of him, Egypt looked like a completely different team. Um, and so, yeah, he's the one to look out for, and uh, he's had a, he's also had a very good season in Greece. Fantastic, um, Ahmed. Enjoy the rest of the World Cup. We we wish. Uh Egypt, well, if, if it's any consolation, every Russian we speak to, expert tells us they think Russia are going to get beaten tonight. So They've got yeah, no so. confidence at no, all. No, it's very strange. strange. It's really weird. It is, yeah, and I think Egypt are kind of not confident, but we know we must win. That's kind of the mentality we've got today. Yeah, all right, lovely to meet you. Yeah, lovely to meet you. All the very best. Enjoy the rest of the tournament. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. We were watching that game, uh, Sweden against forgotten who they were playing. South Korea. South Korea. Great, isn't it? Of course, yeah. Well, there's so many now games. Now soon forgotten. No, no. But the thing is, it, was, it wasn't a particularly good game. In fact, it was a terrible game. But you did amuse me after the game. You had this idea of what you might do at your funeral. I thought it was very good. Well, you know, I forgot what it was you now. Said, you said you were going to make people watch all night. Oh, yeah. That was it. Yeah, it would be a great... There's, isn't there a story? It's Peter Sellers' funeral, wasn't it? He hated the song In The Mood. And Spike Minigan telling the story that um, he got, the, got the, the, the vicar to say, this was Peter's favourite song. So I'd like you all to stand there and enjoy it now. And all the goons were laughing. No, they must be hate So it would be a great trick to play on, on the people, wouldn't it? To say, you know, Paul, he looks back on his favourite game of football ever was Sweden versus South Korea in the 2018 World Cup. And he's asked now that you stay behind and watch the whole game. The whole game, the whole all 90 92 and a bit minutes of, uh, of this game. So yeah, it's what good. he would have wanted. I think he would have done, actually. Yeah. And uh, that was good yesterday. Uh, our executive uh, football editor, David you Walker. Can, is he an executive? Well, I, I made he him is, an executive. I promoted him. He's, yeah, OK. You know, fair enough. He's simply on the board. Oh, yeah. And uh, he obviously keeps monitoring. It's part of his job. He keeps monitoring the output on his phone to make mm. sure everything's happening and everything. Yeah. And we were on the Metro, and uh, it was great to hear Jim Proudfoot's voice booming out over the... St. Petersburg Metro. Yeah. That has to be a There first. was a few nods of recognition from uh, <laughs> people going home from work, wasn't there? A few talky fans. Yeah, that's so, oh, right. Yeah, Jim. Jim Proudfoot. Yeah. So that was, a, that was a good bit of fun. And, um, oh yes, my Alan... I like to do this when I'm on tour. I enjoy a bit of Alan Wicker. Yeah, yeah just right, one for the kids. Ask your dad. Ask your dad. Uh, yeah. But I've managed to uh, teach John all about it. I've told you, he's, he's, he's mini you, isn't he? <laughs> he is. He is mini The amazing you. thing is, that he's actually doing it himself. He's never actually even heard Alan Wicker. 
but he really does it quite well. So uh, it's quite good. I, I really enjoyed it. I had one yesterday. Uh, Herman Etage used to be a taxi driver. He came to St. Petersburg to build a palace and is now Russia's richest man. He invited me for tea just to show me his money. Yeah, you can. That's right. That's what I did. Hermit, hermitage, hermitage situation. <laughs> you there. get the idea. John Here in Moscow. St. Petersburg. Yeah. <laughs> that sort of thing. John Moscow, the referee. <laughs> why, didn't, yeah, why didn't John Moscow manage to get on the list of all the referees no, at this no World idea. Cup? And I don't know if Moose is, he's not coming on tomorrow, but I've got a new challenge for him for tomorrow because fruit and veg, I think, are in quite short supply here. Maybe really? it's because of sanctions. Well, I think it is. Sanctions? Fruit and veg sanctions? Well, okay, honestly, fair enough. have you seen, I haven't seen no greengrocers anywhere. <laughs> so I'm challenging Moose to find a greengrocer. Really? Yeah. You've not buy, found him on the... Buy st- me a bag of apples in a brown bag. That would be nice. You're looking for someone... Yeah, oh, mum, two for a pound. You're looking for someone doing that in <laughs> that Russia. sort of idea. I'd, I'd say go to a market. That would make sense. <laughs> yeah, anyway, did, you yeah. may fancy a flutter on the football today. Uh, and if so, of course, uh, you should be uh, listening now to uh, Steve Freeth from Bet365. Steve, good afternoon. Fellas, good afternoon to you. So, um, what did that mean to the bookie, that... Uh, that victory, that Harry Kane goal. Were you sort of kicking the cat at that point, Steve? Was it expensive for all all of you bookmakers? It was. I mean, the three favourites won uh, yesterday. Um, And I think the punters, they had been playing catch-up, admittedly. I think it's been a real bookmaker-friendly tournament so far, guys. And um, so I I can't complain too much about that late um, Harry Kane goal, admittedly. Harry Kane now is into a joint second favourite to be the top goal scorer of the tournament. Cristiano Ronaldo, 9-4 favourite. And Kane and Costa, both at 13-2. to two. Kane was available at 16-1 uh, to one before the game last night to be top scorer. Good. Now, uh, Steve, we, we you oh, know right, how... Uh, can, oh, you're you're right, yeah, TV formats. Yeah. Oh, right, yeah. Right, yeah. Steve, we, we mentioned yesterday we want to make you a TV star. We've, uh, we're trying to come up with, uh, with titles for shows that we think we can get made with our, uh, you know, our few contacts we have in the world of TV. So, mm. um, I've got your... You po- are well connected, though. I know that, Paul. You're <laughs> well, we are. well connected. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. I've got your, um, I've got your potholing show. Uh, which is called Dirty Lowdown Freeth. <laughs> and uh, you, do you pothole, Steve? You prepared to do that? I, I'm, if the money's right, I will yeah. do it. Don't yeah. worry about that. I've, I've pitched no such thing as a Freeth lunch. Okay. That's yeah. where Steve cooks a banquet rather than just makes a sort of small repas. Oh, that's nice. That sounds good. Stop Freeth, of course. <laughs> I think that's uh, kind of, um, yeah. That, I think that'd be a bit like sort of Challenge Annika or something. Or you'd hunted or whatever, one of those sorts well, of Well, would shows. you believe, I've been actually stopped in the street a few times since yesterday's show and people yeah. actually talking about it and giving me a giving me a few ideas. Me personally, I forgot to mention yesterday because it was the World Cup. Mm. I thought we could maybe go back to a show back in 1978 with Willie Johnson, maybe, yeah. of course, who was famously sent home. Yes. Um, so I wonder if Who did he play for, by the way? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, West Brom, of course. And, and, and the fact that Paolo Guerrero is allowed to play in the World Cup as well, I'm sure there's a, I'm sure there's a innuendo gag there about, uh, about Willie being able to play at the World Cup in 1978 oh. with my surname. So I'm sure we'll be able to go there. Oh, we've got another nice one for you from Mike Yardley. Freeth Willie. Yeah, Freeth. Yeah, of course. That's Steve, true. you have to do the punchline, mate, if you're going to do the joke. He's, no, he's, he's, he's crediting the audience with a bit of sense. Um, Mike Yardley gives us the best things in life are Freeth. Steve travels around Europe sampling the best free activities in various countries. Like a little, yeah, that's not, yeah. Well, I do, uh, I do have a yeah. bit of a nickname in the office as Freeth Loader because of some free tickets that oh, I seem to be able to get my hands on. Oh, so maybe good. that could be a little sideshow as well. Um, remember back in the 80s? Duty free, maybe. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Where, where, what would that be? That's like you joining up. <laughs> yeah. Joining, yeah. Your conscription. Yeah, you, that's right. <laughs> Two years in the army and we follow you. Like a, yeah, that's not a bad idea. 
And I'm not sure this is... Richard Battersby has just given us two's company, three's a crowd. Three's a crowd, So, yeah. I, I, so how, what, what would that be? I mean, it's a, it's a good title, but... Three's, I mean, how can you be well, a one-man pe- crowd? Two people are having a quiet tete-a-tete, and Steve turns up with the whole of the West Bromwich sort of end with him. Well, you <laughs> think so? Well, it's got to bring it back to West Brom somehow. Okay, yeah. okay well, I will work on that one. Two's, but, you know, work, really. Couples, it could be like couples guidance, isn't it? Two's company, and you go in there and actually make it ten times worse. Well, these are all good ideas, Steve. And, uh, yeah, keep, keep them coming. I'm, I'm like, I think yeah. we'll have a good show by the end of the World Cup, hopefully. <laughs> Brilliant. We'll definitely get one that. away. We'll definitely get one away. We'll catch up with you tomorrow. Thanks very much, Steve. Cheers, boys. Brilliant as always. Thank you. Steve Freeth there from Bet365 of all the latest odds. Before we cross uh, to the moose, um, we will be hearing from uh, um, Tinsel the turkey. Uh, he is our predictive animal. He doesn't oh, yeah. just look at two bowls of food and choose one, says that's going to win. He actually knows about football. He, uh, he covers the ground. He does the research. He joins us now. Hi, Tinsel. Because, yeah, you know, he's one of the technical observers here. He is, FIFA. yeah. He's been, yeah you know. Andy Roxburgh's been using that's him quite right, a lot. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, um, Tinsel, we got that wrong last night. You said 3-0 England. Um, so what did you make of the game generally? <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, he couldn't legislate for Jesse Lingard's finishing. You can't argue with that. No. Let's look at Senegal-Poland uh, today. I know you've had a look at um, Senegal. How do you see him setting up? Well, yeah, they do like a four-five-one, but uh, I mean that's probably how they're going to play. It's going to be a bit negative, just though, one up it? front. They have tried five-four-one actually in the past. Tinsel, oh, yeah. that's right, isn't it? Fair enough. Yeah, he uh, said it didn't really work. No, okay, well we'll see what happens. And the polls, what do you make of them? <laughs> yeah, it is all about Lewandowski. You can't really argue with that. Uh, so, um, give us a scoreline then for this one. Hard fought one all. Really? Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, thank you, Tinsel. Um, enjoy I, I'm the rest of the I'm placing money on Tinsel's tips. Every, you know, it's, it's quite a good thing. Yeah, good. Obviously, uh, I'm a bit out of pocket from last I night. Think you but, probably you know. are. So there we are. That was uh, this morning's show. We're uh, now off to play darts with uh, Eric Dye and have a chat with him uh, after England's uh, fine victory last night, and we will play that to you tomorrow. Yes, that's right. <laughs> yes, that's right. Enjoy the uh, enjoy the World Cup. Cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's Life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.